I kind of want to, I want to dive in just a little, well, like, like way deep on this. If, if, if you will indulge me, Ryan, cause we got into it last time we had talked. Um, you, you, you mentioned the cyber, uh, and what you've done there. You've also done similar things with DNO insurance, um, and, and a bunch of other types of insurance. Um, for all the hardcore commercial agents out there listening, um, I mean, like, let's, let's kind of dive into that as to, you know, the opportunities that are there that, you know, maybe they have missed or not, you know, kind of seeing, you know, the new potential and the possibility there, especially within the four question reality that you have kind of allowed us to live in now. Yeah. The executive liability, I'm going to speak from a private company, directors and officers and employment practice liability perspective. So private companies, that that's the passion I've had for 18 years when I ran RPS's executive liability division. What I wanted to do for this industry, and it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar premium industry, I wanted to take the friction out from there as well. But not only take out the friction, because I've got the four PRs. We want to focus on the process and the process to procure a private company DNO EPL contract that we offer through our online platform takes approximately two minutes. And that's for two different coverages, so about a, a minute per coverage. So we've got it down to a very, very streamlined question set, very streamlined and simple question set. But even more so, because that's an established industry, I wanted to build the world's best product. And I say that, you know, knowing that everybody has the world's best product. So we wanted to have the first PR of completely rebuilding the process. Very simple, friction-free, two minutes, generate the quote, policy, issue, everything's done but even more so to give my retail partner the ability to sell a product that has never been this robust. So part two of our four PRs is product. And the product that we offer through our online platform, we have a, a heat mapping process. We look at almost 200 different aspects of a policy. And in the history of my 18 years running executive liability, we've never had a product built by any carrier that matches up to where we are. So not only can our retail partner take advantage of getting their client served within two minutes and get the policy to them, they're going to offer their client a product that protects their business better than any private company DNO EPL product ever. On top of that, we do it with great protocols. We want to make sure that the claims handling is airtight. We want to make sure that we've got all of the belts and suspenders put in place with a highly rated carrier with great claims teams. We want to make sure that we do not have a, a, a very holy back office. We don't want to have it, you know, we want to have it very strong. And then we got to have a competitive price. So if you look at the process, the product, the protocols, and the price, that's really our secret sauce of how we're doing it. It sounds very simple. It's not. Just imagine a retail yeah. and broker be able to go out to their client and say, I know you've never bought a private company DNO EPL policy before. Your company is at risk. Here are the reasons why. We also build a lot of training tools in our online platform. I would like to offer you this coverage. Here is your coverage. Just imagine if it's so easy that the retail broker can push the quote to their customer rather than giving that customer that doesn't want to buy the coverage an application with 80 questions that they have to complete. That's removing the friction. Now we're pushing a quote to the customer rather than trying to pull an application. And we know that if a customer doesn't want to complete an application, they're not going to. And if we don't get the application, the whole process doesn't start. So we've changed the fundamentals to allow the retail broker to have such a simple process. They can push the quote to the client and now go right into sales. 
as opposed to trying to compel them to complete an application, which honestly has been one of the bigger parts of the friction in our entire industry. Yeah. Can you talk to me about the the results that ha- that you've kind of seen with that? Because there has been a slight kind of warped kind of pushback of like, we're like a, I'm grasping at straws. Like I'm going to, I'm going to pull the only thing I can of like, well, it should take more than 15 minutes to you know deal with your insurance sort of thing, not valuing people's time. And I yep. think there's, there's, there's a fundamental shift that needs to happen there too. Like, I mean, when you can do something well and fast, that's like, I mean, come on, right? It, it doesn't seem to make sense. And I know exactly what you're saying. I've had this told me many times. People in the insurance business, because of the mindset, because of the history, because of the habits, they equate pain to value. I cannot get value if I do not go through pain to acquire it. It starts with a customer that says, well, boy, that seemed really too easy. This must be illusory coverage. It must not be that valuable. Or to the retail broker that said, there's no way I should be able to get this product done in one minute. There's got to be something wrong. We've been trained and conditioned as an industry that pain equals value. And I find that to be funny. And we're trying to remove the pain and bring even more value. Because if you can get your client efficiently serviced within a minute or two, they're not going to leave you for a different retail broker. They're not going to leave you for an online broker. You're now bringing them a service they they come to expect based on our current mindset of instant gratification. Right. Because anytime they do have to think about leaving, then that pain will be triggered back in of that feeling that they don't want to have happen again. And you will be the reason for them not to have that happen, right? That's right. The renewal process is even less painful. If you think about like from a cyber perspective, if you need four questions for your original purchase, you only need one question for your renewal. So our renewal retention rate is in the mid 90s which is unheard of from a wholesale broker perspective because the pain is gone. The retail insurance broker can ask their customer one question, has your revenue changed by more than 10%? And based on that one question, the entire renewal process is done. Now talk to me about like an agent, let's say an agent has never really considered DNO an opportunity. Um, I mean, we were having a conversation and, and you were saying like, 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 listen, like we were leading with the DNO and going after some big time accounts um, I mean, it is really one, I mean, I'm, I'm not a commercial guy, so I'm, I'm pretending here a little bit, Ryan, so feel free to call me out at any point. Um, but it is, it is a pretty good way to, to put that foot through the door, is it not? Absolutely. If you think about a director's and officer's employment practice policy, it covers the owners of the policy. It's the directors and officers. When I was a producer many years ago, I used to produce executive liability, directors and officers policies. And that was the lead in for the Fortune 500 customers that were my clients. I went after some of the biggest multi-billion dollar multinational companies you could ever see. And the foot in the door, the differentiator, because it's such an esoteric policy, it's not standardized or ISO based. We could walk in to any customer and through our 200 point heat mapping process, basically tear apart any product that another broker had put in place. Walk the customer through very simply where the flaws were in the product and how we could fix them. And the same thing applies really to smaller businesses. If a small business has a DNO claim, the average DNO claim for a privately held company is $700,000. They don't happen all the time, but if yeah. they do, that small business can't withstand a $700,000 claim. Yeah. An employment practice claim, the average claim is $70,000. They're going to happen 10 times more frequently than a DNO claim, 
But that's also, for a small business, an extremely big hit to their cash flows. So a director's and officer's employment practice policy for a small business, it's about a 17% penetration rate. And part of that low penetration rate is they cannot, they, the retail broker, cannot get the customer to complete the 80-question application because they don't see the value in the policy enough to complete and spend that two hours of those 80 questions. So what we're seeing is by being able to have a simplified process where the retail broker can complete the application on behalf of the client, asking the client to confirm those questions are accurate because they're so simple. Retail broker has all those answers already. If they can push the quote to the client say, hey, by the way, Bill, my customer, I just took the liberty of spending all the time to build you your application. I would like for you to spend one minute to confirm it. But here's a DNO policy and an employment practice policy that I believe you need for this reason, that reason, the other reason. We've taken all the pain out to buy the policy. All I need you to do is confirm that you do realize it is important. And now we've just paradigm shifted our way in from a 17% penetration to a 25 or a 30 or a 35. There's no customer in the United States that uh, there's no insurance buyer that would ever consider going without a GL policy. They need it. They have to buy it. It's compulsory in many states. Yeah. There are a lot of other products that have a higher likelihood of being utilized than a GL policy. Why do those customers not buy them? Where do you think the awareness is for the business owner on, 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 on something like a DNO policy? Well, again, no need for it. Well, I, I think it's because one, the typical retail insurance broker might not understand the coverage and people do not sell what they do not understand. That's, yeah. that's just given. That's sales that's 101. Right yeah. <laughs> but we have to do a good job of helping educate our retail partner. And interestingly enough, a lot of our retail insurance brokers that we educate to the coverage, they buy the coverage for their own agency. Same thing with cyber. We've actually got yeah. a testimonial, a two-minute testimonial video of one of our retail agencies that said, I don't really need cyber, but I'm going to buy it anyway. And they ended up having a $67,000 claim. So I think a lot of it is education and awareness. And as an industry, we have not done a good job of helping the end user realize there's a policy that can help them be resilient and stay in business in the event they have a sexual harassment claim or a tortious interference claim or whatever might pop up from a DNO or EPL policy. Yeah. Now, so you do have the word digital in your title, Ryan, and, and we talk about, you know, a lot of education based stuff here at Agency Nation. I mean, have you, is there an agency somewhere, anybody anywhere in the country that you are aware of that is kind of knocking it out of the park with DNO that, you know, they are educating and they're doing it maybe at scale online? Is there anybody that you come across in, in, from your guys' perspective? I tell you what, there are, there are quite a few of the agencies that we've worked with historically, because I've been at RPS for 20 years. We've got some of our customers, and I say customer, our retail agencies that have almost their entire customer base buying directors and officers employment practice policies because mm -hmm. they make it so compelling of a story with their, with their clients that the client realizes there's no way I could even live without this coverage. And they have testimonials from their customers that, they've, that have purchased the coverage, that had a claim. Uh, so I've got some of my agencies with, if they've got 1,000 customers, 700 customers actually buy an um, executive liability policy because they've got a very compelling sales process. I've actually been very impressed with some of our partners that are, I'm going to call them e-retail brokers. We have some of our partners that do a lot of their transactions online. They are doing great in selling executive liability. They've listened to us. They've learned from us. 
They've taken a lot of our tutorials and primers and implemented them. So when a customer calls them on the phone, they realize that that customer is calling them for a reason. They convert those into sales about 85% of the time before the customer hangs up. And I'm excited to know that our technology, our digital solution is what allows them to be able to provide their customer with an online quote one or two minutes later before that retail broker hangs up the phone with their customer. They realize, I think the statistics are, that e-retailer, if somebody calls them and they can provide them a solution before they hang up the phone, they will turn that into a client 85% of the time. If that customer hangs up because they cannot provide a solution to them in real time, that only becomes yeah. a customer 17% of the time. Wow. That's nuts. So, okay. <laughs> um, I know agencies that still treat personal lines to where they won't give them a quote or anything during the phone conversation. Yep. That's, that's a mindset but, change that needs to occur because think about yeah. this. If that customer doesn't get instant gratification where they're comfortable, they have the power of the internet at their fingertips. They can type in, where can I buy my insurance? And they will get a plethora right. of options that will give them real time instant gratification online. And what we're doing, we're trying to build a platform for our retail insurance brokers that make them relevant and viable. Two words I use an awful lot. I want our retail brokers to be relevant to their customers and viable because if they can't give that instant gratification, customers have choices. Those customers can go online and see what might be available online from one of those e-retail brokers we talked about or one of the big uh, customers or companies that spend $100 million a year on marketing campaigns. And then that yeah. retail broker has lost that customer forever. So they need to adapt at the retail insurance brokerage level to give their customers what those customers want, instant gratification with a great process and a great product. Otherwise, they'll get it somewhere else. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's frustrating. So should we just let, let me ask this question. Do we just let the ones that are not as uh, motivated to get it just do their thing and let the chips fall where they may? Or do we have some sort of obligation to um, bring them along for the ride. I guess the saying is, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't stick its head in. Yeah. We've got, we're, we partner with over 10,000 retail insurance brokers. And I would say 3000 of those retail insurance brokers get it. They get it. They're doing a good job. They, they see the world as it should be seen. There's probably three or 4,000 of those remaining 7,000 that we need to do a better job of just really getting in front of them and indoctrinating them into the world because they might not get it. There are probably 3,000 of those 10,000 agencies that no matter what we say, do, or offer, they're just not going to get it. They still really believe that James Dean is a great you know, movie star. Elvis Presley is the biggest you know, hero in music. Yeah. And there's not going to be much we can do. And unfortunately, of those 3,000, we can't save they're going to see a uh, diminishing growth, if any growth at all, and their agencies will become less valuable. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you. That's a so it's like a third, a third, a third kind of thing yep. is what you're saying. Yep. There's there's the ones that are already out there on the cutting edge. They're kind of they get it. There's there's the third that's kind of hanging out. They're just a little more cautious. They just haven't quite seen the tipping point yet. And the other third is what's going to hopefully be replaced by the new generation, potentially, of people that have only ever got it. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I use a math equation a lot. 
And if you think about math, nobody likes math. I do because I'm, I'm a weirdo. But if you think <laughs> about math, if that agency has a thousand clients, if that thousand clients, if that agency just spends two minutes per account, per customer, and they offer them a cyber policy, we know that every customer in America, every business that's in business needs a cyber policy. They are all at risk, 100%. Without a doubt, I dare anybody to challenge me that every business in the United States does not have a risk. But if they have a thousand customers, and we know historically that about 30 to 35% of those customers buy the product, that's our hit ratio. So if they offer a thousand customers and spend 2,000 minutes to give those thousand customers their cyber quote, they're gonna spend, they're gonna bind 350 of those accounts. We know that our average premium is roughly $3,000. So that agency on their current base of business, 1,000 customers, will sell approximately $1 million or $1,050,000 of premium. If you take a look, if they just, just to use easy math, if they sell a million dollars of insurance and they get 10% commission, and we pay more than 10% commission to our retail partners, they're making $100,000 in revenue. No new customers, protecting their current customers from any other brokers taking them over and giving them, frankly, coverage that they need for today's world. They can make $100,000 new revenue on 2,000 minutes of work. That's 30 hours of work. No agency <laughs> can get $100,000 of revenue without finding a new client and only spending 30 hours of time. Some of our agencies, that one-third, 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 they get that math, and they're taking advantage of that math, and they're putting a quote out for every one of their customers. That middle third, they say, well, you know what? That dry cleaner doesn't really need cyber insurance. They do. They take credit cards. So they only offer insurance to who they believe needs the coverage. So they're there. They kind of get it. And then there's one third that think that computers are, are fad and they're going to go out of business. And we're not going to reach those people. But it's awesome to see the power of math. And once you explain that to a retail insurance broker, it, their eyes open up, they get engaged, and it becomes a lot more fun for them to serve their customers. I kind of feel a little weird right now, Ryan. That was that was uh, that was like almost like a like a transformational moment for me, Ryan. That was that was uh, amazing uh, numbers because I mean, like it's like you said, like how can you get that return on value um, anywhere else? Now let me ask this um, because we talked about DNO, we talked about cyber. You got. Yeah, I think you mentioned to me last time you guys have like twelve or thirteen different yeah lines, thirteen different products um, that are available online right now. And I mean, at what point does, is enough enough? Like how, how much can you get in? Like if you, if you had your perfect, like, you know, call, right. You got your two minutes on, on the cyber, you got your two minutes on the DNO. Um, you got the base, you know, like you said, the GL policy, like, what does that look like? Like, where do you draw the line when you're, when you're kind of presenting all of these different things, because you have such new commercial superpowers with four questions or eight yeah. or 16. Or well, whatever. our goal is to get a hundred products and have a hundred products with a beautiful process. So we've got 13 right now. We've got three in the can that are going to be coming out in the next 30 days. And we're going to continue until we get 100 products. Reason being, my goal and, and my team's goal is to have a retail insurance broker log in in the morning. They come into work at 8 o'clock or 8.30, whenever they come in. They turn on their email. They turn on their agency management system. And they turn on our platform. And throughout the day, as their customers need help, as they need new coverage, our platform is right there and they can service their customers in two minutes. 
and we want to have 100 products because we never want them to have to tell their customer, we're going to send you a 100 question application. Once you get it back to us, two weeks from now, we'll take care of you and we'll service your business. I want to be able to get instant gratification for 100 different products. Maybe it ends up being more, but 100 right now is a pretty, uh, uh, pretty big goal. And we're probably going to get there, hopefully, if we're good by 2020. But even that's going to be a challenge. But just imagine the power of a retail insurance broker to log into their emails, to log into the agency management system, and to log into basically a, a marketplace where they can serve their customers for any of the 100 products they need. And that could be personal and, and commercial lines of coverage. That, to me, is our goal. And, and on a commercial account, I guess the one thing I'll let you kind of wrap up with what, what, if, if he had to go, if he had to like, think of it like a, like a toolbox, like a golf bag, I'm really not sure which analogy I, pref- I, I prefer. I'm not crazy about either one. I'm not really good with either tools or golf clubs, but you know, whatever. Um, how, how many of the, how many, well, awesome, Ryan. So we, we'll, we'll, we'll work through this together. Um, whatever that thing is, like how many would you go to war with? like out of the gate because you have so many options. Like what's your perfect, like if you said like you're walking in and I got these things in my bag and I want to make sure I come out with those things, you know, like what, what's that mix? Like you understand what I'm saying? I I think I do. Uh, I think there's probably 24 core products, 24, we'll call them workhorses. You know, there's going to be 24 products that those clients are going to be calling the retail broker every single day saying, Hey, I need this or I need that. And those are products like artisan contractors. Every time an arson contractor calls the retail insurance broker saying, hey, I need coverage, they need it today. They need it today because they, they have a contract that they're not going to be able to get if they don't yeah. have an insurance policy in place. So I think there's 24 workhorse products and then probably 70, let's just say 25, uh, and 75 products that are ancillary, nice to have, maybe get a call once or twice a week, not every day. And, and mm-hmm. we want to be able to serve those needs too. And maybe... Some of those products can go to a push mechanism. Think about crisis resilience. Every business out there has the potential for something bad to happen, a crisis to occur, an active shooter, stalker, product tampering. Just imagine if we could push that business or that product to our customer. They don't know it exists. So they're not going to ask for what they don't know. But that's a product we have online. It takes 30 seconds to quote two questions. And maybe we can actually start building a stronger business because we're building a better value proposition to the insurance buyers. All right. I lied. One more question. Um, at one point, I mean, cause there is a, there is a certain, I think, I think 30 seconds, I think we would all do 30 seconds for just about anything for the most part. Um, at what point do you envision like putting, maybe putting some of these things all together to where, you know, just go boom, 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 boom. And it's, and it's, and it's instead of, you know, maybe four or five separate two minute processes. It's like one awesome 15 minute process. Yep. You're, you're a smart guy. We're, we're actually working through that right now. And what we do is we'd have a core product and then you'd say for one additional question, would you like to add this product for one additional question? Would you like to add this product? Think about a, a, a package policy versus uh, adding an umbrella. Yeah. You already have all the information you need from an umbrella perspective. Right. So if you only need one more question, that one question might be, what limit do you want? Yeah. So yeah, that's something where the, I call it interconnectivity. Yeah. So we're working to build an interconnectivity to leverage the data we have for a product and tying that right into however much, maybe, maybe if you have the questions for cyber, you've got 80% of the questions you need for DNO. And if you have those, then you've got only one more question for a BOP policy. And then one more question for crisis resilience, whatever it might be. 
So that interconnectivity is absolutely something we're working on. I think it's kind of the holy grail. That plus tying into big data and helping to truncate the application. So maybe they don't even have to enter their address anymore. We can actually pull it from them. They put in their customer FEIN and we can pull all the data. We know their tax filings. We know their, their addresses. We know the distance to coast. We know the square footage. And then we can actually push them all the policies that they need based on the data we know. So that's in progress. Great question. And that's kind of our secret sauce that we're working up in the, uh, in the science experiment room right now. Well, I'm going to go out on top. I'll, I'll, I'll leave this being smart and I won't leave any more room for error, Ryan, but, uh, dude, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Was that okay for you? Good stuff. And I think, think, I think we did. All right. Yeah, no, that, that was, that was awesome. You did awesome. All right. Awesome. 